I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast called Recall the Midwife. Oh, yeah. You are Recall the Midwife. Yeah, we are. I know Recall the Midwife. Do you? Yeah. He's always no. on Twitter, podcasting. Yeah, I see you. Is it Jean? Jen, Jen. Jen. She's actually our American co-podcaster, and she can't make it because she's an American. J double N. So I'm going to look at me making a mess. You see the mess? It's sound a mess like that. Like well, yeah. so I've driven from Cheshire to be here today, yeah. um, but she couldn't come from America, so we just want to say we're oh, massive, really... massive fans of yours. And um, what's her name? Is it Jen? Jen, yes. Have you got video things? Uh, well, we do. I've got, a, this is actually a, a can you do? Pod... Can you do a recording? Yeah, yeah you do a video. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, are you there? I know oh, you couldn't. Yeah, you haven't done it yet. Tell me when to go. Jen. I'm really disappointed that you couldn't get a bus from America to here, to be here today. But I think what you do is really lovely and hello. And I just wanted to make sure that we were able to say hello to you. And I knew you couldn't be here. So hello, Jen. And these two are saying terrible things about Okay. Okay. Oh, we also just want to say thank you so much for putting women at the forefront of oh, yeah. women are never at the It'll forefront so and you do women so beautifully from really bleak yeah. circumstances because we've read the books yeah you know it's amazing so thank you so so much what do you find in the podcast is it good fun to do it's amazing most of our listeners I've done, oh, I've done that one have I done that one yes Make sure. no no, no I haven't done it yet <laughs> Most of our listeners are American, so yeah. I thought if we've got our friend, we all went to university yeah. together, we're all massive fans, so we've got, oh. most of our listeners are American, so yeah. It's, well, it's, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really lovely, lovely, you know. Thank you, thank you, you so thank much. You. And you haven't signed that one yet. Oh, have I not? <laughs> Imagine not signing Becky. Can we have 
Hello and welcome to Recall the Midwife. You may be wondering what that clip was and we will talk about that in a minute. Um, but we just want to say hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're just taking a little bit of a break in our hiatus to have a little special podcast for you here. I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. Yeah, today we are back for one special because me and Becky actually met the Call the Midwife, the team of, of Heidi Thomas, the writer, and of Stephen McGann. And we met them at a book signing. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, we just want to give you a bit of an update on our lives really quick. The reason why <laughs> we took a break. So, Jen, uh, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, sure, sure. Well, we've been kind of talking about this for a while, but we finally decided we just kind of needed a break because a few things in all of our lives were converging and it just meant that we were going to be absolutely kind of snowed under with that stuff. So for me, I actually <laughs> have just moved. I got a brand new job in a different state and we're in the process of moving. The girls know this. We were selling our house. We put our house on the market this week and put an offer in our new house this week. So when I started my new job about a week and a half ago, we've been staying with family. So it's been and just a really big, big, big life event. And I, for one, have been absolutely overwhelmed <laughs> at many points. The last but... thing you need to do is watch episodes of Call the Midwife and talk about it for hours with your friends. Well, believe me, I would love to do that, but it has just been absolutely impossible to find the time. So I've been really grateful for the break just because it's been an incredibly busy time and I am really looking forward to things slowing down so that I will have plenty of time to watch the Call the Midwife soon. But, but yeah, the break has been really important important for me for that reason and so I really appreciate all of you listeners out there understanding and giving us the time off because we really want to do the best we can and and I certainly wouldn't have been able to give my best over these last few weeks and I am I'm really excited to be back and we're, we're working on getting back to things now but but yeah so that's that's what's been going on with me anyways for sure thanks far less exciting I've just been studying because I've got professional exams for my job um so yeah I'm just in study hell really I tell you it's what she showed us a note they are well impressive like yeah yeah well she's impressive. kind of making it sound like oh she's just you know taking a you know test for a job no girls no listeners becky's a very powerful lady and she's <laughs> moving up the ladder okay yeah and i thought oh yes i can have a bit of a break with my daughter over the holidays working full-time all this i took the opportunity to dislocate my knee so i'm yeah. lying down right now i'm really oh it's a horrible netball injury it was awful i'm now on crutches and it really hurts and it's been really really useful because i can't drive i can't get myself anything i can't i can't recommend it enough yeah just what you needed right yeah exactly what i needed right now so although although i do feel like you've been wishing for a a a good hospital stay for but it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be yeah see, i am the world's worst uh, liar downer i think yeah. i think i'd be all right if i could just move like i think i'd be okay but going to the toilet is such a mission when you can't walk and it really hurts it's just yeah. awful yeah well, and you did, and you did ask for kind of, you know, a hospital stay, not like being at home with all of your full responsibilities and having to do every single thing still, you yeah. know, but just really laid up doing it. So yeah, because it's been so busy at work and it was only me covering. So I had to go in, but I had to like get lifts in to work. I was, no. uh, are you going anyway. to take any time off from work at all? Do you get to do uh, that? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this week. Maybe. Okay, good, good, yeah. good, good. But so anyway, that's our life updates. Actually, yeah, they're actually all really quite not not a, like exciting the exciting <laughs> part yet. Mine's not recovered. She's not fully exciting. moved. Yeah, but it's exciting. But she's not fully moved yet. She's in the eye of the storm still. Yeah, you've not done yeah. your exam yet, so it's just all very. Yeah. We're all in the in the non-exciting part of it. But hopefully, yeah, exactly. When you listen to us next. 
we will be in the exciting parts, hopefully. I'm really hoping I will be. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And we're very excited to get there. So don't worry, listeners. We are working towards that. Anyway, as much as we seamless can. transition. Speaking yes. of so exciting. Can I, can I set the scene for this? So I got a text from Alex saying, what are you doing on the 9th of September? And it was one of those situations where you want to know why they're asking you what you're doing before you fully commit to saying you're doing nothing. How I feel about every plan <laughs> that has ever been made in my whole life. Yes, no, exactly. you should just be like, yeah, I'm free. What? So you should trust me. <laughs> At this point, we probably should, but no. So, so we went to the Gloucester History Festival. Because I saw online, because obviously we're on, we, we follow everything called The Midwife with Recall The Midwife, and I do all the social media for us. So I was actually on the Recall The Midwife Twitter page, and I was reading your lovely messages, and I saw this thing about this Gloucester Festival where Heidi Thomas was going to be doing a talk, and yeah. it was £10 a ticket, and I was like, OMG! <laughs> <laughs> so I just bought two tickets there and then I didn't even think about it thinking about if we were actually free or anything I just bought them because I thought we can always sell them but yeah if they obviously for cost price but we can always sell them if we can't make it but it would be amazing and I know that Gloucester's not too far from Bex and it's it's not near to me but it was two hours away so I thought well it's worth it for this especially if we get to speak to her <laughs> I mean the queen yes yes exactly so, Becky, what did you say? I don't know. What did I say? What did you say in the, in the reply to the text? Did you say yes or did you say no? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said it was free. <laughs> <laughs> so, the plan was set that me and Becky would meet in Cheltenham. No, in Gloucester. Why am I also, Gloucester. Honestly, I'm on so Final. many drugs. By the way, girls, I didn't get an invite, so thanks for that. That's really nice. No, I'm just kidding. I know I didn't get an invite. It's fine. So, yeah, can you imagine that as well as all the rest of your stuff right now? Uh, oh, can you get on a God. plane and come over to Gloucester, please, for this one thing that we'll meet you for a day and then get oh, back? Oh, my word. You know I would have loved to do it, but she was, yeah. Well, you know, that's why we got the book signed for you and we sent you a yeah. video, but that's spoiler. Yeah. So anyway, so we planned to meet up in Gloucester to go to this. Now, luckily, it was like about four o'clock it started, didn't it? Four till five. Yeah. So it was actually quite good. It meant that we didn't have to get hotels or anything expensive or anything. But it was quite annoying because there was a massive bike ride going on, like the Tour of Britain going Tour on, Britain. Like a cycle ride. All oh. the roads were closed. <laughs> it was about 30 degrees. It, we had like this mini heat wave at the start of September. We were both yeah. sweating. I, I yeah. mean, it was, neither of us are good in the heat. No, and no. there was no car parking space, so we just literally had to like try and abandon a car where we could find a par- parking space. Really? Yeah, it was horrendous. But then we parked the cars, we ditched the cars, we rang each other, we got to each other, and then we went into, it was absolutely one of the hottest places in the world, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> So oh I think before we before we like fully get into it, so we haven't spoken to we obviously there's we had a message that we sent to Jen while we were there, but we're basically gonna catch up with Jen now and just talk to her and you guys and just fill you in on our day. I've just heard none before, of, I've heard nothing about this, so I'm exactly very just before yeah. we update you, I'm just gonna play a clip of me and Becky just after we'd met Heidi Thomas and Stephen McGann, just to just to show you how excited we were. So I'm just gonna play that clip. This is Alex and Becky, just straight after meeting Stephen McGann and Heidi Thomas. How We're just buzzing, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Becky's a lot more shy than me. I don't know if you've noticed from the podcast, but it, that was so ace, wasn't it? It was. And I thought I was going to just have to shrink away and wait outside, but I did it. <laughs> Yay! It was brilliant. So, the actual, let's set the scene, Bex, where it was. So, it was in, it was in Blackfriars Priory. Yeah, it was gorgeous the buildings were yeah. absolutely beautiful i'll put some pictures 
on um, on our Instagram as well. I've put some stories kind of alluding to it, but we will do an actual post on it once we once this episode's out. Yeah. So we met up. We were both like, we need to get a cup of tea and a cold drink. So we just walked into, I mean, we were parked right by town, but we walked into town and we found this little chapel. Was it? It was like a chapel, was it? It was like a church, like group coffee shop. It was like a side room off a church. Yeah. Because when I went to the loo, you can't, you saw the rest of the church. But I was like, this is so on brand for a call the midwife get together. <laughs> oh, I love it. And no, it this was before- genuinely said that in there. Yeah. This is before it was basically. There was all, there were pews, there were, there was like a big Sunday school banner on the wall. Oh my God, it um, sounds like, it sounds like the parish hall where they do the, where they do the uh, clinic in the first yeah. couple of seasons of the show. It was exactly like that. It was oh posher than God. that, but yeah, it was like that. Oh my God. And this is and before there, you went in and met Stephen McGann and Heidi Thomas. Yeah. Or all of that. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So also, so I, I'd never been to anything like this before. Now, Becky had, she'd been to a few history talks. She kind of knew what to expect. I didn't really, but I was thinking, I really hope we get to ask a question at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Becky was thinking the exact opposite. Uh, I, don't I was like, I do not want to speak to them. I got ex- When we got there, we were waiting outside and um, they were in there doing a sound check. And then Heidi Thomas and Stephen McGann kind of walked past us and we were like, oh, oh but, my goodness. So it was so exciting. As I was, I was also like, I don't want to speak to them. It's and then meeting like real celebrities. I know, but I think you'll find from the clip played before, I was not nervous. No, you're never Alex nervous. I was Al. not nervous. I was like an embarrassed teenager. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when there's a teenager and they're just like cringing at their parents. Yeah. And that's what I was like the whole time. Alex was desperate to ask a question and she kept putting her hand, like she was literally like putting her hand up, like she was practically out of her seat. Oh my God. I was, I was thinking, please don't ask. Cause Alex was going to, when they did the question, she was going to say like, we're from Recall Midwife in the middle of this hall. So I was like, please don't, please don't pick Alex. Please don't pick Alex. The people behind us were like, like. Really? To, yeah. yeah. They wanted so Alex right to now, right question. now, Becky is miming that the people behind them were like holding their hands up and then pointing at Alex as if to yeah, encourage. Yeah, my hand was up the second. And honestly, I was really annoyed because the first person they picked, well, we'll get to this because obviously there's that, the actual talk and stuff they spoke about. But the first person they picked was someone that they'd already spoken to beforehand. So okay. they knew that person. Yeah. And then the second person they picked, they were going to pick me first. And then that person put the hand up. They did ask an all right question, but it wasn't as good as mine. And yeah. then this other girl behind me. So and that was a really depressing question. Great question, but still depressing. So I was a bit like, oh, Ooh, wait, what What was the depressing question? What did she ask? It was about abortion. Oh, oh gosh, And that's not okay. a nice way to spend your Saturday afternoon. <laughs> no, that's for Sunday nights when you watch Call the Midwife. <laughs> exactly yeah but then so they then announced after the talk after the fact that i was disappointed that we couldn't do that that we could actually go and meet them if we bought a book so we rushed off to the, the bookshop bought the books oh, and then yeah. got in the queue now what books were they selling it's a book that oh hang on because i have mine to hand well there was the doctor it was the one that we're really pushing was the dr turner's case book which is the newest book but they sold out they only had like three copies so they sold really? out really yeah, we only have so three. It's, it's a, the behind the scenes oh, for midwife, a labour of love. Oh now, Jen, uh, one of those is for you because the one I got, I got signed for Jen, so that's going straight yeah. to you. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh my gosh, you guys! Yeah, and also this is as you'll hear on the clip. He wrote your name wrong, then crossed it out. 
that's so Dr. Turner to do that. That's so Dr. Turner to do that. Be like, oh, oh crap. And then, you know, and listen, also, these books look beautiful. So if you want to invest, they're beautiful looking books. I will say that. But also he was like, do you guys want a photo? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I've got a photo of me looking bright red. So hot. You look good. I don't you look know good if this is on the clip. Um, because I he was like, Do you guys want a photo? And I was like, no, thanks. And I think he was a bit like, all oh, right. And and Alex's joke went, she's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, I just don't like having my photo taken. I meant you're not a fan of having your photo taken, not a fan of it. Yeah, him. but it came across as I'm not a fan uh, of his. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So, so anyway, the... Okay, go ahead. Me and Becky then went for an Indian afterwards to decompress and like we got all excited. And then we made some notes. Okay, now, do I do I get to ask questions or are you going to say all your notes first and then I'll ask questions? No, you can ask questions. Okay, so first off, what was the question that you asked to the to them? Well, I didn't get well, to ask you a question. Oh, you want me to tell you, Mike? No. Because they oh. picked up all the people and it was really annoying and she was relieved and I was really angry. <laughs> but oh, then okay. we were relieved because then we got to meet them. So it was fine. Okay. So what question would you have asked? So, if it, um, you are not... you ready? Yes, I this am This is ready. my question. Are you ready? Right, this, let's pretend we're in that hall and I can actually stand up. Yes. I would say, hi, I'm from Recall the Midwife podcast. We're big fans of yours. Uh-huh. Um, my question is that most of our listeners are actually American. Have you ever thought about doing an American version of this following an American midwives doing historic research from American history to do with midwives? It was a lot more succinct than that because I had it written down. Yeah. Oh, girl, that's a great question. Thank you. I know. We'll, we'll never know the answer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Someone asked so... about AIDS if they're going to improve bring AIDS into the thing and I'm like well that was in 1981 so no because it's 1960s yeah I was like you got a lot of ground to cover like at least another whole other decade before you get there if we're gonna do well, that and that was line. that's what they said there's like there's an we've got to assume that the show is running for another decade before it even gets to that which Alex yeah. was in about she's like that's a wasted question yeah exactly exactly <laughs> well you know what the other question I thought would be good is the question about like how we've talked about in our in our was it listener special or something about going back in time you know like would you ever want to do a call the midwife prequel that would be another question I'd. that was my other one i had in the locker yeah because like i would love to see like young sister julianne young sister evangelina young monica joan you know all of those girls Well, i think it might get to the point where they have to kind of do that because obviously midwives none being nuns so many people just give birth in hospitals now and the nhs has kind of taken over the nuns role but i just really don't think they, they couldn't go to 2023 oh no i mean it, it well and the thing is the the nanatis house changes so much over the over the years like at a certain point in in the real life the nuns had to leave L- london you know so like how would that get handled and all that is another question well alex didn't listen to the answer to that question because she was too busy trying to get her question asked but the answer to the question about whether they <laughs> would ever cover aids was that two of the nuns which were part of the order on which the nuns of St. Raymond is based they asked actually did go into nursing and they did kind of move away from midwifery and they did actually nurse some of the first AIDS patients so it would actually be it sounds wrong to say on brand I was gonna say on brand as well but yeah it would be connected to the Nanartans is what you're trying to say yeah but yeah. the thing is, they their tradition is so rooted in helping you know everyone, even the people that 
other people don't want to help, you know, like that they, they never, they never turn their nose away from someone who's, you know, sick. They, they patient first always. So also just a quick note as a, just a recommendation. If anyone's not seen, it's a sin with British TV show about AIDS. 100% 100% recommend it's That's a really a, good show it's yeah a really I just wanted to show. put that in there while it was relevant yeah to be fair the, yeah. the question about AIDS was actually he, he spoke about LGBTQ no honestly LGBTQIA. I am so drunk up right now I do apologize everyone yeah so he did actually mention that with Dealey and everything so it was a good question I yeah joking. yeah so now what did what did Steve McGann and Heidi Thomas like talk about before the questions pe- period started so firstly they Stephen McGann said if any of you don't know we're actually married and I was like oh my god I didn't know that and I looked at Alex as in did you know that and she's like yes but we did know that, that. yes we yeah. did know I was like, horrified I was like Becky we've spoken about this we do know they're married <laughs> remember remember how they're like always together like remember when she got her obe or whatever from the queen and they and went together they came into their children yeah yeah and we like posted the photos on instagram and everything and he was so excited and looked so proud of her and all that yeah no i didn't remember that but anyway <laughs> so wait do they, they have kids though how many kids do they have i think they've got two. Oh wow As- are they so they've been married for like 30 years yeah 33 they said Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, love it. Love it. Yeah. So anyway, so so before they so they said, if anyone doesn't know, we're married. Okay. So they said when they started called the midwife, they didn't realize that there was going to be a Christmas special each year. So because there is that Christmas special, each series has to kind of run across the calendar year. Yeah. So as they've kind of all the storylines have followed on, they have to kind of do research around each year and kind of events that happen within that year. It was really interesting because obviously this was a history tour and it was basically about the historical context of everything they do. And I don't think I realised, like we we really do appreciate how amazing the writing is, but I don't think I realised as much. Like I did think they they were quite meticulous with historical accuracy and stuff, but I don't think I realised how meticulous they were with the history yeah, and the yeah exactly like they were talking about the re- different research they, they do and the different facts you've got them down so obviously jennifer worth's books they they've only come into the first two series of called midwife yeah so heidi thomas does research so there were two places which she mentioned so there's a welcome archive which is welcome with a double L, if anyone is going to look at it. So that's kind of an archive of lots of medical information and medical pamphlets. So a lot of the medical storylines that come into Call Midwife. Also newspaper articles, newspaper archives. So those are kind of the two principal sources of material that she researches each time. And then obviously, like, she knows, obviously, for the coming series, what calendar year they're looking at. So they just look around kind of what events happen in that year. Yeah, what illnesses yeah. and things so people write to them and ask them to put different illnesses in to give like a highlight that issue I'm like i'm really sorry we can't because that wasn't until 1965 that that pandemic or that like they're very meticulous on it really and also wow. she was talking about prams should we talk about the prams bags <laughs> well because oh leaving them outside like how we've always said no 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 well she did they did mention that and that everybody yeah. was aghast that these prams are just being left outside buildings and left outside shops but they were like that that did happen yeah. yeah but people are messaging in being like um i think you'll find that that pram didn't have that liner until 1973 or stuff like absolutely ridiculous but she's like well we can't use and we are aware of some of these things but we can't use the original old dirty liners in prams with brand new babies who yeah. it'll be a health risk too <laughs> yeah well and also like i've seen this with because i you know as our listeners know like i love makeup and stuff like that and like you know 
stuff that is from that time, I mean, it goes bad, right? Like certain things just aren't, yeah. you know, aren't, you know, possible to be using anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're, they've been banned. You can't find them. Things like that have happened. Not everything, but, you know, like certain stuff, you know, there's like ingredients and in certain things that aren't, aren't available. So, you know, I don't know. I'm sure. Wow. But you know what? There's always those people who are so meticulously detail oriented or from that time and, and they remember what it was like. And so they can write in. I mean, wow. You spoke about, wow. they had, well, just what on this subject really quick, their props person went yeah. off for a scan because she was pregnant. So it was very on brand for Call the Midwife. Yeah. And, um, she they had a roast dinner scene and they put broccoli on the plates and she wasn't there to say hang on they didn't have broccoli then Wait, so they didn't have broccoli in the 60s no so they had to well i think did they not have broccoli or it wouldn't have been part of a traditional sunday dinner i don't know probably wouldn't have had it i reckon around there it wouldn't have been that free and easy to get like you know just off the market or whatever oh okay so anyway they changed it they, they changed the coloring because it was still on there and they'd filmed so much of it and Stephen McGann had eaten his as part of the <laughs> scenes and stuff they oh had to so they literally the saturation edit down. It out. yeah they couldn't edit it out so they put the saturation down to make it look like cauliflower oh my god that's how meticulous they are is my point wow and when I was listening to this I was thinking oh my god are people paying that much attention to like the props around them but in the upcoming series I am going to mention a prop, so watch this space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's funny, actually, because, like, to think about, I mean, I don't think of that show as being, like, a very, like, special effects heavy show, but we've joked a few times, like, remember the Megan Maeve episode, we were like, oh, they couldn't afford two actresses, so they hired one, or then they didn't have enough CGI budget, or whatever like that, which was all a joke, obviously, but they, I mean, I guess they really do actually have, like, a lot of, you know, post-production that they have to do to kind of, you know, if they catch certain things, like, you know, whatever, and I, I bet, I wonder if they do kind of do, like, certain special effects and stunts and different things, like, especially with, with the births, would be my guess anyway i don't know yeah that's wild did heidi thomas say if she does all the research herself or if she has any help she did not mention that it was very much he said that when the before the series is about to start her head's in those books it did and those the archives so it did make me feel like she did a lot of it herself if i'm honest like i'm sure they will have teams of them but she's obviously very very at the forefront of it all yeah yeah wow but i think Stephen McGann said that he, like, there were some topics where he'd done a lot of research. So was it when it, around um, the, contracept- I can't remember if it was the contraceptive pill or the legalisation of abortion, but he'd done a lot of research around that topic. Yeah, yeah. It was legalisation of abortion, wasn't it? And also about his his family connection as well. To what? So there's, I'm jumping ahead here, but he spoke about a story which was true in his family about the fact that his mum had lost twins. So oh. should we talk about, let's talk about the scene in Call the Midwife. So do you remember the scene when there is the train crash? So oh, this yeah. is in one of the latest series. Yeah. Um, and the lady loses the baby and the baby is buried in a coffin. Because obviously, because the... Of someone else. Ba- yeah, because the baby couldn't be... Buried on its own at that point. Yeah, and the same with April and uh, the... The, the twins and the baby April had died and she had to go into a coffin with someone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is based basically on the fact that he had two older brothers, Joseph and John, who uh-huh. were twins, but they had died and the mum had, like they'd never been born, like it was a miscarriage kind of thing, but very late on, like stillbirth. Still oh, okay. And they, it, it, the mum was encouraged not to talk about it. The dad was told not to talk about it, you know, just try and oh. change the subject. Yeah. So she had real unresolved grief over it. Yeah. And, um, so 
for years and years, this had carried on. She'd gone on to have four sons, four more sons. So, you know, she life was going on and stuff. But then she was, she was, was she a grief counsellor, Beck? She was doing lots of other yeah, amazing work with people. Yeah. And then she just found herself absolutely crying, screaming, crying over some babies and didn't really realise where this was coming from. And then obviously, then it all came to her head. It all came out why she was suffering this way so that she needed to find some kind of resolution and then she found the grave of where her boys were and the family that had let the babies be buried with their members really let them put the uh, the boys on a gravestone there as well oh my gosh wow wow but it's all about that and also that helped someone else as well sorry to go on about this story but he also said on twitter someone was like talking about it spoke to him about it and he found his brother in some Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Where in Leicester because of it as well because of this storyline he didn't realize you could do that and went and found and got hit found out where his brother was buried oh really yeah so there are rec- so there were records kept to kind of say you know yeah, what happened to the yeah so that they were able to track that down yeah did 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 he say did Steve McGann say if that kind of brought his mom a lot of peace that she was able to feel better yeah. after that yeah okay. it was really good for it and then she carried on helping people in that in that area as well wow wow oh my gosh that's well the thing is this is what it was really like right i mean these stories really happened to all of our families and you know a lot of times because of the way that culture worked back then with families not talking about things and still some families are like that now you know you would you just wouldn't know i mean if you were too young you wouldn't have known what happened and if you never also speaking about family heidi thomas shared that her brother in real life has got down syndrome and so the reggie storyline is obviously very close to her heart oh i didn't realize that yeah so this is, you know, these are things that we wouldn't have known if we haven't gone to this talk back. Yeah. yeah. So that so that's part of the reason why she wanted to have that that character in the show to kind of show how life was for yeah. that person. Yeah, and for representation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It really matters. It really matters a lot. And then there was another storyline that they talked about. Do you remember? So this is again in one of the latest series. There's a scene where a husband and wife are driving to hospital and they have a car crash and she dies. Oh, I remember and doc- very well. Yeah. Dr. Turner has to perform a cesarean, which actually when we get to this, you'll find like Alex had to look away because it, it was yeah. a lot that scene. Um, and I was thinking... This is a lot, but that storyline through Heidi Thomas's research, there were four occurrences of a post-mortem C-section being performed within two a two-year period. So, like as as more people had private motor cars and were able to obviously they weren't having home births, obviously that did happen, which yeah. I I thought that was quite shocking. 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. But also it does show you, like, we're thinking, oh, that's a bit far-fetched. These things have, this is how meticulous they are. These things have happened. That's just yeah. their representation of them. Yeah. Well, and girls, like, never forget, I mean, I don't know what the what the exact timeline is of this. I think it's too late for the show. But, you know, just in America, just like in Britain, the advent of car seats and everything was because of, you know, bad things that happened because there weren't enough, you know, kind of protections in place. I mean, even seatbelts were a thing that, you know, didn't 1986 happen. 1986 seatbelts were in the UK. Weirdly, I know yeah. that off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that weirdly, that I know that Volvo invented the three-point seatbelt. Yeah. And instead of yeah, instead of patenting it, they they didn't put a patent on it because they knew how important it was for safety. So they wanted all their competitors to be able to use it. Oh this is man. not an ad, but by Volvo. For Volvo. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I've got exactly. no connection to Volvo. We haven't been sponsored by Volvo. Volvo I've got an emotional one to them now. <laughs> If Volvo yeah, wants really. to sponsor us, we are always looking for sponsors. <laughs> yes, yes. We are open to it. So Volvo call I'd like, us. You I'd quite like an automatic right now because I can't drive. So if I, like a tall automatic would be amazing. There we go. There we go. Just putting it out there in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, very, I mean, very interesting how those things kind of, you know, I mean, I, I think about, I think about, you know, any child that's in our lives just being free and loose in the background of back of a seat of a car. And oh my gosh, it makes me shudder, you know, but that used to be, well, the norm. that used to be how it was. We come from a generation and our younger listeners will probably be sh- like, I, I can remember as a child just being shoved in the boot of the car because there wasn't, there were too many people in the car. So someone had to go in the boot. Yeah. You mean like, you, not, not like the, not like the trunk where they closed yeah, the, the, trunk. Yeah, the trunk where it was dark and everything. No, it wasn't a closed in one. There was like a parcel shelf. So they would take that. So I was like, I was in the car. I wasn't like, I wasn't like a kidnap victim. Oh, um, okay. We oh, used to, see, we, to be fair we to us, we used to sit in car time, seats yeah. the wrong way yeah. round. So the car seats would be facing back out and we'd yeah. be waving it like people on the motorway. <laughs> or or I'd be told to like sit on the person, the passenger's knee. I remember being in the footwell of the passenger. Yeah, the people who lived across the road from us, they had, I think they had five children and they used to put four on the back seat and one in the passenger seat footwell. Oh my gosh. I will say we never, I never sat in the footwell, but in our car, we had a station wagon growing up. And so we would sit in the back seat and we just had like lap belts at that time, you know? So when like, when we were old enough, we did those. And, you know, I'm sure we were just kind of in my mother's arms when we were babies and everything because of when we were born and stuff like that. But then we had like, we we called it the way back back and we would go to the way back back and sit there whenever the car was filled, you know, like the kids were always the ones who were in the way back back. And then we would just kind of be tumbling around in there, you know what I mean? (laughs) And sometimes it would be just me and my my sister sometimes it would be you know whoever you know my cousins which were all together and we were all driving somewhere together but yeah kids were always relegated to those seats you know just to kind of like not real seats basically yeah and just so funny to think about that i will now. say for me dad because i'm if he listen, he won't listen but i'm still gonna do this he none of these times were ever with my dad my dad genuinely went and got he, he got some seat belts that were bright red and he got them imported to bring over here to make sure they were in our car seat our car really? and he got us booster seats when we were little as well we were really unusual so we'll say wow well that's dad. yeah very very well done to him because that is very unusual i never knew anyone who had car seats when we were little i think it's because he knew how bad mum's driving was <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. So I mentioned at the start that they kind of researched any events that were happening during the year that they're filming. So one of those was Enoch Powell's speech. Yes, Rivers of Blood. So Remind remind us who Enoch Powell is again. Enoch Powell was a Conservative MP who did a very famous, it's called the Rivers of Blood speech. 
a very famous racist speech, basically oh. trying to blame all the ills of society on people coming over here and taking our jobs kind of thing, basically. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. this storyline, do you remember, again, this is one of the most recent series, yes. um, Cyril and Lucille, and yes. they're listening to the radio on the speech, and then Lucille gets very homesick. Yes, yes. And very scared Obviously. and very emotional. Yeah. 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 So they mm-hmm. were saying that if there were actually the was it the dockers and the meat market work meat market yes. workers? Yeah, it was. So in the episode of Call the Midwife, they marched on Parliament. And if they hadn't have done that, that might have been more of a background story in the episode. But because mm-hmm. it was so relevant to the East End and obviously there was that reaction within the East End, it was it had more prominence. And if I'm remembering correctly, the people who marched were in support of the of Enoch Powell, yeah. Of Enoch yeah. Powell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And also what right. they said was so the, the actual speech on the radio, not all of it was played. Like it was really weird cut the way it was played on the radio. Because um, it was such a long made, speech. Yeah, but they made sure that only the bits that were, were actually played on the radio were played on the TV show. So so Cyril and Lucille could only hear, like, in, in historical accuracy, okay. they made sure that only those bits were played. Also, they had all the signs. They had photos of all the signs that the actual dock workers and everything had. And they really? did replicas of those. Some of them were so vitriolic Horrible. in their hate speech that they didn't actually do them. Yeah, they couldn't make them onto the but show. But point yeah. being, that's how, that's how much they try and stick to fact. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. True dedication. Yeah. And they were saying like the lot of because they it sounds like they get not well, yeah, negative feedback just around people yeah. being really pernickety. Quite a um, lot of it so they, they said since Twitter yeah. and stuff. Oh so sure. they were saying in the episode where it's the World Cup, everybody was there's lots of Union Jacks everywhere and everyone was like, Oh, Typical BBC. Yeah, typical BBC. Just showing Union Jacks. You're not showing the England flag. So the England flag being the St George's Cross. And Steve McGann said, like, if you look back at... So they actually... I think... they Did they say they reposted this on their Twitter? They actually yeah, reposted they a picture and it was just Union Jacks from everywhere. the stadium. Yeah, and it was just Union Jacks. There was, like, one St George's Cross up in the corner of the stadium. So, yeah, it's absolutely... They're, they're so meticulous in the detail. So, touching on the negative feedback, one of the other things they mentioned was... And it also, it sounds, Jen, like Heidi Thomas gets a lot of written letters and it sounds like she always tries to write back to people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So you should write to her, Jen, and be. Uh, but you could ask your question about the prequel because I would like her to actually Ooh, do that. Oh, okay. But make sure we- you say... I'm from Recall the Midwife. My yes. two friends came to yeah. meet you. Yes. Well, I'll have yeah. to. Um, you guys will help me find the address to write to her, and we'll. Well, I will definitely do that. I would love to do that. You are good, Jen. But for people who don't know, Jen is very good at letters. I get it from yeah, she actually, Both of you are very good at letters. I'm the only one who's not good at letters. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm good at social media. Hello. You're good. You have lots of other she wonderful skills. She is excellent skills. at social media. If, if if it involved just writing to each of you personally, me and Jen would be on fire. Yeah, yeah, we would do that. Maybe well, if we I do Patreon, it in the we'll DMs, offer that. Post, Anyway, sorry, carry on back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were talking about. We touched earlier about how Stephen Mc and I've I've. It was around the legalization of abortion where Stephen McGann did a lot of research and he, he kind of read a lot of the transcripts from the, like the parliamentary debates and things. But the, Heidi Thomas was saying that she gets a lot of letters from fundamentalist Christians in America mm. just because they're so outraged about the portrayal of abortions. Wait, yeah. in what way? Well, the fact that they're even well, just mentioned that they're... on screen. Yeah. Oh, the fact that she, they're even depicted at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gets, they get a lot of questions about like, why aren't you putting forward like the pro-life view? Uh, the whole show is pro-life. Okay. So 
let's let's calm calm the roll down on that one. <laughs> but they were saying that actually until abortion was legalized there wasn't a pro-life kind of movement because it was very much kind of backstreet abortions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly so they were say, basically saying that the reason it's not represented on for the midwife is because historically and factually yeah. yes. it, it wasn't a thing so that's yes. why it's not represented because it would be absolutely untrue to the period that this that the drama takes place in yes and i think also sorry i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this because as our listeners know i can never get off the soapbox when i when i made the joke about the whole show is pro-life what i mean is there are plenty of representations on the show of people who are having children whether they want them whether they are planned whether they are excited about it whether they are married whether they're unmarried whether they, whatever there's a lot of depictions of people who are having children under every situation you can imagine and going forward and you know doing really amazing with it struggling but then finding you know there's the myriad examples of people who choose to go forward with the pregnancy and 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 do that is is rife and so you know just that that is what I meant by that I was not making a joke about you know pro-life or whatever like that but also this is this is not a new opinion but someone wanting a person to be able to choose their reproductive you know future does not mean that they are anti-life okay so the the idea that you can be pro-life or anti-life with you know in the opposition that 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 that's a binary that exists is a fallacy in and of itself so just to say like you know someone wanting to have people have choices is not a negation of their desire to have life exist and to have things go forward in that way so yeah i anyways i'll i just had to say that well you pro-life is listening (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it look, it, it's a complicated issue, but the fact of the matter is is that like there are many lives at stake in these choices. It's not just one life, okay? And sometimes that gets lost and I feel like, you know, you know, listen, it, it you know, anyways, so just to say I'm I'm grateful that, you know, they're doing the work. Well, they did yeah. say that some of the feedback that they got was how can these nurses and the nuns in particular kind of condone abortion? Mm. And they said it's not so much that they condoned it, but that was the situation that they were confronted with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. these it is what happened and they mentioned a speech that the bishop of southwark did and um, where he was against abortion in principle yeah. but in favor on the basis that of the harm that it was doing to young girls who were having kind of backstreet illegal abortions and like essentially being butchered yeah exactly well yeah, they, and, broke, and, they spoke about examples about they knew that when abortionists came into these smaller towns and places yeah. they used to come from london to the smaller towns and then basically a and e just be absolutely packed full of women nearly dying because of it yeah yeah i mean we've seen on the show already that we've recapped some really really terrible you know health situations that women that they make in regards to trying to end a pregnancy themselves and again now we know they're all based on true facts as well yes 1000 percent. and i think i think what's really tough in terms of the conversation is that whether or not you make abortion legal illegal or any combination in that spectrum people are going to need to end pregnancies they are going to need to end them. And there are as many reasons for why you end a pregnancy as there are people making that choice. And so just to say, oh, well, we're going to, you know, outlaw abortion and it's just never going to happen ever again is completely missing 
the whole reality of the situation. And also, yeah. I just think if you understood why people are making certain choices and why people should have the right to make certain choices, then it's it also becomes a different conversation. So, you know, they they show that in the sh- in the show very well. And I, I would hope that even if your if your opinion doesn't change, at least the show helps you to understand the humanity and the complexity of the choice that is being made in that direction. So well, I think the the yeah. thing that really stood out to me, and I don't know you, Bex, it's probably the same when I obviously I never realized I'm a big Call the Midwife fan. Like we've done a flaming podcast on it. I've seen it so many times. We've now read the books. You yeah. know, we're learning all the time about it. But I think the thing that really stood out to me with this with this talk, and obviously it was about history, but I did not realize how much research went into making sure it's as accurate as it can be. How it's yeah. painstaking the research they've gone into to do it. And I just think that that is so admirable. I think it's amazing because they they really take care in telling people's stories. And I just want to mention one thing that also that Heidi Thomas said. So she heard local church. You know that there was a there was a storyline recently it wasn't that recently but it was one of the later series about a family they had a they had they went back to the family it was a red-headed woman and she had a stillbirth and then they had another baby and she was called Audrey. Mm. And you might remember from the storyline, there were two they lived next door to each other. And there were two women having babies at the same time. Oh right, yeah. And one yeah. of them there was a stillbirth and it was just really awkward because obviously then she could hear the crying from next door. And the husband had been in service overseas and had been part of kind of the the nuclear testing around that time and had been exposed to kind of radiation and that that's what led to the the stillbirth. And then there was another oh there were other storylines around kind of birth defects. Yeah. So th- this is the, the whole reason this storyline actually happened is because at Hailey Thomas's church, there was an old gentleman there and he was wearing this badge. Did you remember? Did you write down what the badge said? It was like nuclear yeah, family. So it, it was a badge on his lapel for the British Nuclear Trust. And it was basically kind of the families and survivors of service Dealing with the literal fallout of, uh, of the nuclear testing that, that these British men went through. And it was never really, they said it wasn't really a big storyline in the news because obviously thalidomide kind of took over but they really mm. wanted to highlight it because she found out all about it from this guy at her church and I just think how amazing is that that obviously she does so much research and stuff but this is just from a personal thing so I think that's my point being what I'm trying to say here is that yeah. I think there's a real warmth to this show that shines through and I think yeah. a lot of it is not just because of the meticulous detail not because of the books originally I do think there's a lot of personal details and personality because of that that comes from Heidi Thomas and obviously Stephen McGann and other people as well that obviously is on the writing team but I just think that's so amazing that just one small encounter one tiny little badge from someone in her church has led to this big storyline in the in the show that's really dealt with sensitively and I just think it's amazing and I think that just shows how good this show is well, and also the anyone who cares about this more than us it's Heidi Thomas and I will say <laughs> that <laughs> And also the feedback that they ha- they got from the families of, of those men and, and how, how they were thankful for how they were depicted. Um, because now, obviously, the, the gentleman that Heidi Thomas encountered was an old man, but these were kind of men in the prime of life. And that's what they said as well, that they can depict them as they were and, and how all these young men were kind of affected by it. Yeah. Well, she is so respectful and so compassionate to everyone whether you like them, quote, like them on the show or don't like them or, you know, agree or disagree or whatever. She's, she never, she never kind of makes a caricature out of anyone. And that is really hard to do. And it shows, you know, just, it just shows in everything because it just makes you, you know, really, oh, anyway, it just makes it so, it just is a whole different experience. When, when, when we met her, I should be embarrassed about my ramble about loving the fact that she's put women at the forefront because I was just like so in awe of her. I just wanted <laughs> to say to her, like, we just love it so much. Like, yes. Like, 
it's just we love it so so much but I couldn't be so visceral with it we love it so much um, yeah <laughs> so I was like you know you put women at the forefront that's amazing and I, I, and I did sound a bit woo but I'm just so glad I did say it to her because I just think it is so amazing and she does such a good job and yeah. I think she might have been a bit we were in a queue of about 20 people for us weren't we Bex yeah and yeah, I was but, very self-conscious well you shouldn't have been but also I tell you what table wasn't going back Jen we would have been well early because I was so hot in there I thought I'm gonna to have to sprint out or I'll faint and yeah she literally all... did sprint out I, I apologized to some women that she sprang past I was like I'm really sorry she's on a mission I genuinely thought I was gonna faint it was so hot and I'd just I been trying to have my just... question asked so I was a bit frustrated she was just making a beeline for the queue for the book signing well <laughs> that was a she happy was... coincidence because that did happen I made a beeline for the queue but then the card machine didn't work so oh. we were then like 20 back we would have been like third in oh okay gotcha, and nobody gotcha. has cash these days like I know no 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 one no one like maybe a little bit of cash but not, not... well I, look I, I have no idea because I, I have not yet met Heidi Thomas in person like you guys have but I have to think that she makes this show because she loves it obviously she loves you know the whole you know material and everything like that but I, I I bet you there are a lot of people who come up to her and tell her you know things you know like you've just said they do and like us who are huge huge huge, huge fans and I, I just have to think that that is really what kind of makes it extra special and worthwhile because you know we've talked many times on the show about how we've not really lived through what a lot of the women on this show have lived through because you know culture has changed so much in our time but we still just feel so grateful that she has made a show for us and actually as evidenced by our young listeners there are women who are really young who are watching the show and taking so much from it so I mean well, also, I think for women above meant- like our, our, our generations above my yeah. mom and place they remember these times as well so oh, it's special for them too big time and we've mentioned that like when we've we've been going over a kind of a storyline and things but when you mention our young listeners Jen based on the age demographic that we're at this talk we're <laughs> yeah. also we're young watchers well between call the midwife and a history lecture then yes i would say (laughs) we did feel pretty young though yeah then we went then we went for an indian we were basically tom and barbara we were it was lovely we didn't have milk though no we didn't milk at the end i was totally barbara to becky's tom oh my god that's fine because your fate is sealed I'm going to go on and remarry and, and propose in my grandmother's ring. Oh, <laughs> savage, 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 savage. Oh, God, that's so funny. Now, if Stephen McGann or Heidi Thomas are listening, I apologise if we've misremembered any details. Feel free to contact Alex via social media. Oh, well, to, listener, feel free come on and answer. Yeah, yeah feel free come to on come and have a lovely, yeah. Well, I love that. Also, anyway, if anyone heard. does actually listen who's on the show, like make artists, Casting props, that's another big one. We'd love to listen, literally, we'd love to speak to anyone off the show. That would be amazing. Oh, Do you know, yeah. it really yeah. made me think because, like, the props people had to make the banners for the march and things. It just makes me think that's, I wish I did that job. Wish I worked in a props <laughs> department or visual merchandising. You'd be brilliant at that. You'd be really yeah, good yeah, you would be good. Also, do you Obviously, know what I thought about with the signs? Now, this is a bit too finicky, maybe, but I thought, did they have to use paints from around that time to make it look like that? And materials. Oh, I, don't, like, I don't know if it needs to go that far. But... Markers, but I, I wouldn't have thought they used like lead-based paints or whatever they used in those. <laughs> no, ones. no, I'm sure they don't have to go back and find like the toxic chemical that they used back then to do whatever. Well, you know, maybe maybe that's why I'm not good for that part. I'd be thinking too much. Um, yeah, yeah, you're too too detail oriented. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was our day out, Jen, but you were missed. 
Oh man, well I I am so I am lo- so the listeners are hearing a lot of this for the first time. I'm hearing it for the first time. I am loving it. You know, they say never meet your heroes, but clearly we don't have that problem. Like they are it sounded as Oh, charming. there was so lo- he literally forced us to do a video for you pretty much. You'll yeah. Hear yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you got the video on the day because we were so excited. And obviously we've got the book signed for you, so I will send that through to you. I'm yeah, really yeah. But <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. You but yeah, it was just so exciting. Our first piece of meal. It's just made me excited when you come over and we do the Court Midwife tour. Oh golly, I can't wait. Well, and I just I just absolutely fell over when I when Steve McGann said that he'd heard of us off of Twitter and things like that. That he knew we and I was just like, wow, could we not have any more of a seal of approval than that? Like I just oh my god, I just absolutely adore that. Like I love it. And I mean it gives me this like tiny thing that like maybe maybe people do listen to us you know maybe people from the cast or the crew listen to our podcast well, and I can assure you we definitely stuff. do get listeners because I go through all the messages and stuff but also we've added adverts so that people yeah. if people listen to them any money that we get from these adverts is going into an account for Jen to come over here so we can do the tour together and then do a podcast together. And obviously, yes. we could do meetups or whatever with people if they did want to come and t- on the tour with us. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, yeah. that's in the future. Yeah, yeah. and I will well, just... The adverts, please. That. I'll be really awkward if we do meet anyone in person. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's part of your charm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And be- and Alex and I know this is what has kept our relationship together for 20 years is that the special Becky energy that she brings to things. It's so sweet. It's so exactly. sweet. Oh, it's true. Girls. Everyone's, you know, that's your thing. And my thing is blurting out how I love the representation of women in front of people. That's just how we roll. Yes, exactly. And I just, I just can't help being American. I just, it, it, it's my personality wherever I go. So you know, I just bring <laughs> that energy to everything. I'm kind of like a very eager golden retriever in a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> American one. <laughs> so we will be back in a couple of weeks with the book review of yes. Shadows yes. of the Workhouse. Yeah, yes. and that's a, is that girls is that a two parter? I think that's a two parter. Yes, that's two parter. Right? Two parter, okay. and then we're going to be back to series six. So only only a couple of weeks, and we'll be back. Yeah, and I yeah. I don't think we yet have a date as to when we're going to start. You know, re doing our episodes, but we are working on it and finding a timeline that yeah, works. We've got, for all we've got of, some so. in the locker, but we miss yeah. you all. And um, oh, yeah, we, we just, we just had to take a bit of a breather for our lives because obviously, yeah. you know, this is free if you complain in jog on. So. <laughs> But we're still but we reading comments and things like that. Oh, we miss you guys. With you two as well. I've missed it. Yeah, we miss it a lot. We're very, we're very eager to get back. So don't ever worry that we're not, we're not going to be back soon. Aw. Well, girls, it's been so great to see you and talk to you. Yeah. And I love hearing about this and seeing the videos and the photos and everything. And oh man, I'm just so excited. I'll do more shares on the social media. You might even see my face. I might, I might let you. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Oh my the, the Stephen McGann video is so good. It's just me looking really awkward and hot, <laughs> and not in a good way. It, it was so. It, it just for it was viewers, boiling. It was just so hot. Alex has got fringe. Those two things are not conducive. They <laughs> do not combine. So yeah, fringe. At least I could are... walk then. At least I wasn't put me a yeah, leg up. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, this was just this was just prior to the the knee discolor. Do you know what? Season, so. When you messaged to say what you'd done, my first thought was, "Thank God you didn't do that last week." I know, I wouldn't have been able to go. No. Or before um, your daughter went back to school, because imagine if she'd been off from school and that had happened. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even, I mean, like, just as an example, like I was, I was sick. I'm still getting over it, but I was sick last weekend and I had to drive back to my house in, in North Carolina and then drive back to Virginia where we're moving to. And we had to do all the stuff to get the house ready to go. It was anyways, it was a nightmare. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got sick now. I can't believe this is terrible. But 
you know, ultimately that timing wasn't the worst thing. And even though it feels like that at the time, things, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what point I'm trying to make here. It's never good to be sick or laid up or anything like that. But you just deal with it when you deal with it, you know, and you try to make the best of it. So point being, anyways. time passes. Heidi Thomas does are... an amazing job. And so yes. the whole Call the Midwife team. And I'm just, yes. so, I'll tell you what, I'm really glad we went because I really feel like it gave us a better insight as well into it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this yeah. is the kind of stuff that we always are so curious about. You know, we speculate yeah. about all it the time. It just made us appreciate so... it more. And we already appreciate it. We're already at peak appreciation, but now we're even yeah. higher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So cool. Girls, I love it. Go. Thank you yes. so much for listening. And we'll see you soon for the Shadows of the Workhouse episodes so thanks for listening and like subscribe follow us on twitter instagram threads uh, facebook everything yeah back to you after your race do you have anything to say or by post or by post we yes. do as an address <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want me and bex to write you a letter let us know we'll work out the details no, 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 what we'll do send us your address oh okay there we go yeah send private us, do it on instagram send us your address they've both got message. beautiful handwriting too man looks like a drunk spider they've got beautiful handwriting yeah and we will we will hand <laughs> like some letters to our beloved fans and listeners yeah yeah all right, right. Bye. bye bye guys bye Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.